Hi, and welcome to episode 299 of No Crying in Baseball, the Things Happen episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. We are in new environments, so please excuse any little bit of background noise that you might hear, because we are actually coming at you from the The observation deck at the Baltimore Washington International Airport. Right, And, and so we started off downstairs with brunch, brunch, lunch, and cocktails. Tacos and beer. We call Ta- them tacos and right, beer. Right, right. Yeah. Except for I got a tequila sunrise that had an You got a tequila. <laughs> they didn't have it. They were out of sunrise. <laughs> right. right. I added tequila and orange juice with an extra splash of tequila to make, a, to make up for the lack of sunrise. That's right. And here we are at another bar in the airport. Right, because it's much more quiet up here except for Fox News, but that's okay. And also a rainstorm, which is delaying Junior Potty Mouth. We're actually here because Junior Potty Mouth is on a layover between coming from the Sabre Conference um, and going home. So we thought, well, we'll just have a quick lunch and a beer, and now it's um, a little bit longer. But that's okay because more cocktails, and now we're recording, and recording is fun. Yes, so the moral of the story is bring your recording equipment with you wherever you go because you don't know what's going to happen with the weather. (laughs) But, you know, if you plan it right, there's always a bar with uh-huh. a cocktail and there you have it. I'm having um, an old fashioned mainly because last week we talked about old fashioned and old fashions. So I'm, I'm trying to be thematic. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Negroni, which looks remarkably like your old fashioned in a different glass. A different garnish. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, different you've got garnish, a lime, I've got an orange and a cherry. So that's how you tell them apart. But we have these, a great plastic sword, which my parents used to use mm. to spear the maraschino cherries in their Manhattans or my glass of Coke, which looked remarkably like a Manhattan that we would have on Sunday afternoons. All so right. there's that. So this is this is great fun in this alternative environment. So, yeah, we did pregame with tacos and beer, so apologies, because here we go. Sure. On today's show, we've got our favorite rookies, Corbin and Gunner. Alec is back. Is there anything Ellie can't do? Potty Mouth has a return of several boyfriends, which is pretty exciting. It's All-Star Weeks. So we've got home run derby picks of our heart and of our head we've got all-star replacements and additions and we've got a prediction check-in at the all-star break and we don't suck as much as we thought we would so cheers that's always a good thing to end on i'm just like i i'm I'm amused by the background on the video that we put on instagram because it's got like this big did you know thing with kind of part of an airline situation right in back of That's you. That's how and they then, know for sure it's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, and then a little be back shortly sign. It's it's entertaining. Definitely go, right. to, go to Instagram and see our, <laughs> our uh, rundown of on today's show. So on today's show, the first thing that we're starting off with is our baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that we picked in the off season because there's something cool about them. We went in depth on each guy. So please go back to those episodes if you want to hear more about the guys that we're about to talk about. Starting with Corbin Carroll, who is my D-backs pick that I've been feeling pretty good about. So it's, you know, when when you make a pick and he does well, when he does exceptionally well, it's kind of a good feeling. And it happens to me rarely, but it's been happening to me this year with Corbin Carroll. And the past couple weeks have put me in a little bit of a tailspin because he is holding up my fantasy league by far. And he has had this shoulder scare. And because of the careful research that I had done on him on the offseason, I knew that he had surgery two years ago on this shoulder. About a week ago, eight days actually, he was out of the lineup for three days after a shoulder discomfort incident. And then just this past Thursday, he had a swing and the miss in the seventh inning 
grabbed his shoulder afterwards like it looked mm. scary. He was pulled out of the game and in his post-game conference he said, I took a swing and felt a shift in my shoulder, Ooh. shocking tingling sensation go down my arm and then my hand go numb. Oh no. I was just That's scary so I'll get out. Holy, I know really like when you hear words like numb and I tingling. I think stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad, something bad. So he said, I was just holding it, thinking it came out of the socket. Pretty much thought the season was over. So this is one of the two rookies who's been named to the All-Star Game, which is going to be happening in just a few days. He had a clean MRI. They attended to it right away. He was back in the lineup on Friday, the next day, and went two for five with an RBI. So I'm feeling a little on pin, pins and needles about this you know that like happened, his arm was exactly that this happened two days with two times within eight days and he's okay is there any chance he just hit his funny bone well i i'm trying to remember what what tori lavulo that's said. a whole medical thing it was he he said it was some like football comparison that it was a sting or i think it was a sting some some okay. Some statement that made it sound like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that happens and then goes away. But because he had it a couple times and he had surgery, that's like I'm just a little heightened oh. nervousness. And, you know, as a side note, he both of us picked him for Rookie of the Year. So we would very much yeah. like him to continue for very – he's a nice kid. And we would like him to be successful anyway. But um, wishing the best to Corbin Carroll and hoping to see him in a couple days in the All-Star game. Yeah, so as Patty Moss said, we both picked Corbin as our um, National League Rookie of the Year pick and um, I picked Gunnar Henderson of the O's as my American League Rookie of the Year and Corbin and Gunnar were in fact Rookies of the Year for the month of June so I feel pretty Rookies of the month Rookies of the month right. for the month of June I don't know what I said because you know, right. I'm on my third drink of the day and it's only I don't know it's only rain o'clock here at right. the airport. It's absolutely <laughs> so, rain o'clock. But yeah, so they had a heck of a month. And then Gunner had like a really crazy, unpredictable last couple of days that I want to tell you about. Okay. He's not my boyfriend because Adley Rutschman is my once and forever boyfriend for the O's, but he is on um, the kids' team for the Fantasy mm-hmm. League. And Gunner's kind of amazing, so we're going to talk about him. So they, uh, the O's were in New York playing the Yankees. And on Wednesday, there was a super scary injury to one of the Yes cameramen who was in the um, like, like the camera uh, pool, whatever it is, right next to the dugout. And what right. happened and, was... And Yes is the Yankees. The Yankees. The, the regional uh, network. Yeah. The regional broadcast network. Thank you. And so Gunnar was trying to turn a double play. So he was throwing from around second base to first base and over through it. And it nailed the cameraman uh, in the head. And of course, thankfully, the um, the television broadcasters were not replaying it and showing it. They were saying a lot of things like, oh, they're bringing in more towels, which was really disturbing. But the game was stopped uh, for like oh, 17 minutes. And so the cameras were basically tracking on all the players, including Gunnar, looking horrified yeah. about what the heck is happening, because we just don't know what is happening. It turns out that this cameraman had an orbital fracture. So that's, you know, a broken, you know, bones around the eye, which Ooh. is really scary. When they were taking him off the field on the, the stretcher, when the EMTs took him away on, like, the, the portable stretcher, um, he did left his hand up and gave a peace sign to the crowd to show that he was going to be okay. Now the noise that you're hearing is we're having a flash flood warning, so the oh, wow. buzzing noises that you're hearing... That's lovely. Are, um, and now the, and now the rain. So, so much rain. I, so it's going to take a lot of whiskey for Potty Mouth to edit this <laughs> right. because it's really kind of... So anyway, so Gunner spoke to the cameraman 
the next day, on Thursday, and he said, I wanted to make sure he was okay. I hope it's a speedy recovery. He just reached out and said, don't let it affect you in any way. Aww. Things happen. So here's what happened to Gunner after that, or here's what Gunner made happen after okay. that. So on the th- this Thursday game, after this conversation, the O's beat the Yankees 14-1. to Gunner hit two home runs, scored wow. three runs, had five runs batted in. It was the first multi-home run game of his career. He was the third Oriole rookie with four hits and five RBI in a game since the RBI became an official stat in 1920. That's the first since 1949. Gunner did it in the first four innings. That is crazy. So he's way back at the top of the Rookie of the Year conversation. So from horrifying, mm-hmm. this horrible, this ball got away from me, and this poor man was sent to the hospital because of it, and he gave me this pep talk, and I just had the best game of my career. Man, you know, the O's just keep on coming on. They're, like, creeping up on the Rays. I don't yeah, know, yeah the, be- the Rays have been having a, a big slump. And then the O's have just won four in a row or five. Yeah. yeah so uh, hopefully, hopefully things are changing there. You know, I got a, uh, you probably got this too, email from the O's this week, which is like lock in your season ticket stuff now so that you can guarantee your postseason tickets. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I haven't yeah. seen something that, you know, yeah. confident yeah. from the O's before. For sure. So. Well, currently the third best record in Major League Baseball. All right. All right, cheers to that. Like, I need another sip, but this is a really lovely Negroni in this um, deceptively, you know, small glass. So it, it goes down pretty fast. Yeah, yeah you're going to be in trouble. All right. Uh, speaking of being in trouble and out of trouble. Right. Alec Manoa was one of the main reasons why I picked the, the flock of Toronto pitchers for my fantasy league. And, and you all know that we pick flocks of pitchers because we just don't have time to go through the details. Alec Manoa had been sent down all the way down, which we talked about a, a little while ago, about a month ago, to the Florida the FCL, Florida Coast League. Is that what it stands for? Let's go I, with that. Let's go with that. Um, which is basically as low as you can go. And that was because in his first 13 starts this season with the Blue Jays, he was 1-7 with a 6-3-6 ERA. And the biggest thing that jumps out is that he had walked 42 batters in his 58 innings of pitching. Last season, overall, he had only walked 51 batters. And that's 196 and two-thirds innings. So something was broken with Alec Minot at the start of the season. And they sent him all the way back down to work on it. Now, I was nervous because then I saw that his first outing in the the Florida Coast League, we're going to just keep, you know, jamming with that. You're right, it's, it's part of Coast League. He gave up 11, and so this is rookie ball, rookie ball. He gave up 11 runs on 10 hits with two home runs in two and two-thirds innings. That math is bad news. So bad, so bad. So I was wondering, like, how how do you get back up from that? Are you going to be going at every level? Like, where I mean, it's only one way to go yeah. is up from there, but you're right. It's like, do you, do you like skip back to where you were or do you have to like baby step? Yeah. So it's, I, I'm kind of blown away with how the Blue Jays have somehow fixed him through this. So this was June 6th that he had that horrible outing. Jul- skip forward to July 2nd, he appears in double A, New Hampshire. Five innings, one run, two hits, ten strikeouts. Much better numbers. But that's all he did as far as I can tell. And then they brought him up on Friday night. So Like all the way up? uh, All the way up on on, uh, July 7th. 
So unfortunate for me is that I couldn't figure out my fantasy drops and like I knew it was coming, but I've been just lame and I didn't add him back in. And he had a decent comeback. His first showing on Friday night with the Blue Jays, six innings, one run on five hits, struck out eight, no walks, which is the first outing that he had this season with no walks. So his, um, his statement, which rings true, was I, I got my butt kicked and had two decisions. I could lay down and let everyone down or fight my way back. So it looks like he's fighting his way back. Hopefully there was just like that one adjustment that he made and now he's going to be all right. But I just I, I don't know how many starts he had at those two levels, but it doesn't look like a lot. It looks like most of it was done with video and analysis and mechanics and coaching. There must have been like an aha moment. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the thing. Just stop doing that thing or do that thing differently. And here's what you do. Wow, yeah, and that's at, pretty exciting. At this point last year, he was on his way to the All-Star game. So, right. like, for him to be coming back this year at this point and no All-Star hope for sure, yeah. but, you know, at least he's back on the team. We'll see how it goes. I hope it's good. i got to get him back on my team. So, since last we spoke about Ellie De La Cruz, which mm. was just last week when he hit for the cycle in, like, a handful of innings, I've, I've noticed that people are abbreviating his name to EDLC, which I don't oh. know is that much shorter than Ellie De La Cruz, but okay, <laughs> no. there's that. I so, here's, here's the crazy thing that he did this weekend, because apparently there's no stopping EDLC. He's going to keep doing amazing things. This Saturday, yesterday for us, the seventh inning versus Milwaukee, after he singled, he stole second, third, and home in three pitches. It's so beautiful to watch. The third base coach said he was ready to high-five him for stealing third, but then he just kept going. <laughs> so he is the second player in the expansion era, which is since 1961, to steal three bases in a single plate appearance. The last one was um, Hall of Famer Rod Carew, who did it in May of 1969. So have you seen the Joey Votto video? From this week that mm-hmm. he did, I think it was the game or two before this, where both he and Ellie De La Cruz hit home runs. And it's it's just so funny. I, I retweet, I reposted on Instagram. He's wearing his hat backwards, and he's like, look at me. And this is, you know, a bazillion years old Joey Votto with my hat backwards and my shirt untucked, just like Ellie. We are young and hip. <laughs> and this is what the young and hip kids get, do. And then he went on, though, and said, like, I have a, a fresca back in, in the hotel room. And, and we're going to be up playing PlayStation together till 7 in the morning. Oh, I love him so. Right, right. And the interviewer was like, do you think Ellie De La Cruz knows what a fresca is and I'm like we know what fresca we know is. See Joey's our people yes. and we want Ellie to be our people. Right. Holy crap. Um, I saw an interview with Ellie De La Cruz about stealing home like right after the game it was then through his wow. interpreter and he let his interpreter you know translate the question for him the first question but the second question was about his hair he did oh. not require the interpreter for that one it was about no the, the uh the interviewer said we noticed that after you got to third you flipped your hair back and put your <laughs> cap back on were you trying to intimidate the pitcher it's like and he said he right away jumped in and said no my hair was just in my face but i kept my eyes on him the whole time wow so and then he had that whole bat thing this week with the Nats, too, with that knob on the back that Davey Martinez challenged. Did you oh, see no, that? I didn't see that. He had, like, a plastic knob on the end of his bat that Mar- Davey challenged. Like, is that allowed? And apparently they took it off, but then they realized that there was no reason to take it off, and then they put it back on, and then he hit a very far home run. And after the home run, he, like, 
pointed to the Nats dugout and to his bat like, you want to check it now? And Davey <laughs> took a little bit of umbrage Did to he? that. He yes. didn't he like was, that. He's like, well, this guy has been in the league for a couple of for weeks. For a minute and a half, and yeah. Yeah, look what he's doing. And, and he's so got to learn, but, you know. He's been in there a couple know. of weeks, and now the Reds are in first place in their division. So, you know, let's, let's talk about that, shit. shall we? Holy shit. Yes. Let's talk about the Red Sox, because you can't not talk about the Red Sox. I, Here I, we go. I love Batting it that you're prompting me to talk about the Red Sox. I want you, you know to talk about how much you like the Syracuse Mets more than you like the okay. the Woo Sox. Can we, you say more about that? We will get to that in a couple of weeks we? okay. after, after right. our experience okay. in, both, right. in both okay. places. But right now, <laughs> I'm just going to express a little bit of gratitude to the Red Sox for bringing my past baseball boyfriends back. So I picked these guys in past years for other teams, but they wound up in the Red Sox at the beginning of the year this year. I was super excited, and then poof. They Oof. were off for different reasons. So Jorge Alfaro, Oof. I was super excited when he got a Red Sox invite to spring training. At the end of spring training, I was a little bit crushed when they decided that he was the catcher that was going to be going to, to AAA with the Woo Sox. He raked with the Woo Sox except for the one game that we saw where he didn't do anything in a doubleheader. But at, eventually he realized that he was not being brought up. So he left the Woo Sox, which I, I wooed, not wooed, you I wooed. You rude. I wooed. Rude. 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 Rude, rude and wooed. Rude and wooed. Yeah. I'm wow. at the beginning of June. Damn. <laughs> and then he was picked up there by the Rockies soon after. He did not do well with the Rockies. He was sent down and he had the right to reject. So something about his contract this year was basically like if you get a minor league contract, you can turn it down in favor of anybody else who's going to bring you back to the majors. And then Reese McGuire got injured. So that was one of the two Red Sox catchers. And, and I remember like being upset about this, that right after Alfaro decided to, to turn down his contract with the Red Sox because he had that opt out and not stick around in, in AAA, Reese McGuire got injured. And I was like, fuck it. You know, like if, if, if Alfaro were still around, they'd be able to bring him up. They brought another minor leaguer up who did nothing. Alfaro's up in Rockies. But the Rockies let him go. And then Alex Cora, who I think I had said several episodes ago, when when they let Jorge Alfaro go, basically said, like, I wish the best for him, but we but. really want him back. Like, oh. if, Yeah, it was sort okay. of like we wish we had a space for him. And bingo, now they have the space for him. They, so they signed him to a major league contract for, I believe, just the rest of the season. So he is up, and um, Wong has been doing wonderful as the primary catcher and, and wonderful in defense. Um, but Jorge Alfaro, who is not so good in defense, hopefully will, like, be using his bat to make up for it. But I figure, like, the Red Sox are in the gutter anyway. You so might as well add some flair, add some fun. I mean, even the Red Sox announcers were saying just his hair alone is really worth it. And we certainly feel it. that yeah. way. I mean, we, we can start with hair. So cheers to Jorge Alfaro being oh, wait, back with the Red Sox. We're going to clink, 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 clink. There we there go. go. And the other happiness I have being back in the Red Sox is Yu Cheng, who I had picked back when he was on Cleveland. He is off the 60-day IL. And the, the super good news here is he, he got on the IL, and it was actually right after we saw him. It was the day we saw him in, um, in Baltimore when he got injured. Um, he fractured his handmade. And oh, no. As we you know, know what happens then. He should be back with superpowers. He had handmade surgery in April. 
So therefore, he should be back better than ever. And go back to our past episodes. We have multiple incidences of guys going out for handmade surgery and coming back just 10 times better. Right. And then largely with a bat. I mean, their, their mm-hmm. hitting is more is more impressive yeah. after and, handmade surgery. And the key here, too, is that he's going to be holding down that shortstop spot that Kike Hernandez, bless him, just can't play shortstop even though they keep giving him the opportunity. Chang was a first baseman. I, they haven't wow. been short. Wow. They haven't been short. Interesting. Yeah, and Kike, I don't know. I think he, there's just so much shuffling that needs to be done with the Red Sox, so we'll see. But I do. I want to give one last shout-out to a former uh, Red Sox pick that I had a couple years ago. Maybe it was last year. Jaron Duran, who I had predicted to, to bust out with the Red Sox, did not when he first came up. But right now, he is second in the American League in doubles despite having only played 69 out of 89 games at the time of recording. So that's 78% of games, which, you know, most players who would be leading the league would be having a higher percentage than that. So I think Jaron Duran has uh, some things coming. Hungry like the wolf he is. We're going to go. <laughs> I see what her you name, did there. Her name is Rio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not Rue and not Wu, yeah. but Rio. Oh, my God. Got it. Hey, All my right. boyfriend of the week from my fantasy team is Joey Manessis of the Nationals because he was in a bit of a slump, Joey was, since being a real star in the World Baseball Classic yeah. and kind of like wasn't hitting. His bat was not. Not a happy thing until this week when he hit three home runs versus Texas in two games. Versus one, Texas. Versus the first place Rangers. The last wow. place Nationals versus the first place Rangers. And and one of them was a loss by the Nationals when she hit two home runs in one Oof. game. And he hit one homer in the win of the Nationals over Texas just yesterday. And the remarkable thing about this is up until this point, Joey had only two home runs oh my God. for the season. And he's had three in the past two games so i'm hoping for like an all-around world baseball classic like resurgence because yu chang also did amazing in the world baseball classic and then like slumped a little bit at the beginning of the season then busted out right before the ham the handmade issue so let's hope for yeah. wbc resurgence so um a, a, a best wishes for what's next for nelson cruz who's oh, a former boyfriend of mine who was dfa tuesday by the padres and if you remember okay so nelson cruz this is his 19th season he was a seven-time all-star he's largely been uh, functioning as a dh in the past couple years because you know he's old and we appreciate that but if you remember we talked about the fact that he's still playing because he wants to get that major league salary because he's a philanthropist he gives that money away he builds hospitals and buys ambulances and takes care of his community and that's why he wants that income it's not oh i need more money so i can live this lifestyle so no this is my way to help people and that's how he mentors young players too he says hey you need to pay attention to where you're from and, and that's take care the thing, of people. too, that he was with um, Juan Soto yeah. here at the Nats and, and then went out to stay Diego. with Juan Soto. Like, there's a, a, a relationship there. And just his his experience and his perspective as the elder guy in the clubhouse yeah. has a lot of value. And the Padres not. said that. They said, we really do value that. I mean, his bat's been but fine, we're cut him anyway. but not great. But they also have... But they need more versatility off the bench. I mean, they've got Matt Carpenter, who's also playing DH right now, and they need to be able to pull guys off the bench to run. They need speed. And Nelson is just the bat, and they love him. But they had to make a tough choice. But in the meantime, in the meantime, you know, baseball bloggers all over the place are saying, hey, you know what? The Giants should pick up Nelson Cruz, or the Guardians should pick up Nelson Cruz, or the Cubs should pick up Nelson Cruz. So I have a feeling he is going to have a home 
for the rest of the I season. So. Some place that's looking for a bat and looking for leadership. And I, I think that's so. what's going to happen next. Guardians would be interesting with the young, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they are the youngest team, and to have him come in and be able yeah. to have that veteran stance. Because right now, I think Jose Ramirez is like the the yeah. veteran of the team, and he's not been playing for that long. Um, hey, we're going into All Star Week, Woo-hoo! and the first thing I want to talk about is the Home Run Derby, which, believe it or not, I'm going to miss because I will be announcing a Thunderbolts game that night, and I think it's probably bad form to be watching the home run derby while announcing a live game although you could do like a social media blackout and just like watch the recorded it's got to be recorded i'm sure i'm sure so i did the bracket twice and we tend to do this we do like one of our head and one of our heart and mine weren't that different Mm -hmm. so the one of my head which was okay looking at stats looking at you know your gut what do you think is going to happen so adley my once and forever boyfriend is the the lowest seed and I think he's being underestimated. Absolutely. Um, Luis Robert is number one seed. I think in both of my both of my brackets, Adley takes Luis. I agree. Unless, and here's the thing. So Adley's from the Pacific Northwest. So he's not quite the hometown guy, but he's pretty close to oh. the hometown guy, right? Um, he's the underdog. No catcher has ever won. And all I got to do is dangle that in front of Adley. And it's like, okay, right. I, can be, I can be the first guy that does this. My concern is he's probably going to pick a pitcher that has some sentimental value to him as opposed oh. to someone who's going to throw him what he needs in order to hit home runs. So I think that would be the wild card in okay. this whole situation. I have Adelise over Randy Rosarino. I have Vladdy over Mookie mainly because Vladdy's going second if I'm reading the bracket right. Yeah. So he doesn't, he won't hit like 432 home runs and be too tired to continue. I've got um, Pete over Julio. Yeah. And then in the final, I have, uh, I have Vladdy winning over Adelise. That's my head. That's my brain okay. working. My heart, the only difference is in the first round, I have Julio Rodriguez over Pete Alonso mm-hmm. because he's got hometown magic. Yeah. Right? So that is my difference throughout the the bracket. And then I have Julio taking it over Adley, even though my, my heart heart is with Adley, but I love the hometown guy winning and Julio's a sweetheart. And so that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. What, well, do you, what do you think? I'm, I'm remarkably uh, similar in the initial bracket. I but And I went Julio over Pete all the way. I just kind of felt like mm-hmm. the, the home run, the hometown feel, and we've seen that in action, would be a thing. And just as a final take it all, though, I'm voting for Vladdy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Vladdy Adley, which is going to be a fun time Vladley. twister. Vladley. Vladley. <laughs> so if they were dating, it would be Vladley. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, would, I would Vladley pick that. Or, or Adlemir. Right. That's, that's good. <laughs> No, Vladley is much better. Vladley. That's going to be a new um, adverb. Yeah. I, will, I will gladly talk about that. I will that. gladly talk <laughs> about these guys forever. Right. Oh, my God. All right. A little bit more all-star stuff. So the, the lineups are, are pretty much getting set. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, people get hurt to the last minute. So there's going to be subs um, coming in the future. Uh, this past couple days a lot of pitching substitutions have been announced and i just wanted to to give a little a little sadness i'm sad that marcus stroman and spence and and i was going to say spider that's not it spencer strider spencer strider uh-huh are not going to be able to play neither one Oh, no. So i i would love to see both of them but i wish them both the best in recuperation I just want to give give a little nod to the classiest move out there. So um, Clayton Kershaw 
also not able to pitch. David Bednar was announced as his substitution, a Pirates closer, and as a beautiful like little scenario in the Pirates clubhouse when that happened, the manager comes in with a case, like a, one of those like carry case packs of beer, announcing, all right, we got our, our pitching substitution, Bednar, you're in there for, for Kershaw, and he gives them this big case of beer. And it was from the Pittsburgh Brewing Company, Iron City Light. I guess these guys need to watch their calories sure while they they're do. chugging all of those beers. And Bednar, when he when he got the case, actually said something like, we're going to need more of these so that we can <laughs> appropriately celebrate in this clubhouse. But in a class move, he turned around and pulled out, I think it was six of those beers. So he's not giving up all of his beers to re-gift. And he packed them in a cooler, and they happened to be playing L.A. in this series when this was announced. So it was after one game when it was announced that he was subbing in for Kershaw. So he sent over a cooler with six out of his gift beers with a note that said, Mr. Kershaw, Pittsburgh's finest beer. Sincerely, David uh, Bednar. That, so that is, that that's the thing nice. to do. And I, like I think it. he was smart enough to keep most of the beer. Sure. And send over some as just a little bit of thank you note sure. for this is how I got here. I like it. I like it. So we make predictions at the beginning oh, of the God. season, and we are terrible at it. But you know what? Money. We're better now than we were last time we checked in on our predictions. So I figured the All-Star break's people. a good time to look. So here's... We, we, we do stink at this, but but yay, because some of the things that are happening are un, are totally unpredictable and really pretty cool. So for the AL Central, we both had Cleveland, and now Cleveland's on top. Hey! But they weren't last time we looked. I weirdly had Texas, and so that rock for, I've been right the whole time on this, which yeah. surprises the heck out of me. We both had Baltimore as wildcard picks, and they are the first wildcard right now. Wow. Because they're the third best team in yeah. baseball by records right now and then we just happen to also be in the same division as mm-hmm. as Tampa Bay um, and then I also had Houston as, as a wild card and currently they're one of the three wild cards if things were to happen today in the National League you can't fault us oh my God. for getting this wrong because Arizona and Cincinnati are in first place in their respective divisions and I'm really pretty excited about yeah. that I can't hate that Right. I cannot hate that. Well, but I love that, that that those are both because of reasons that were unpredictable, which is a, is a rookie, right? Yeah. Ka- yes. Carroll and Ellie De La Cruz just yep. like came in and smashed things open. So, so we both had the Dodgers in wild card, which is where they are right now. And Yay. you, my friend, had Philadelphia as a wild card, and Holy you are current. Again, if things happen today, you would be correct. All right. So we are in better shape than we were last time we checked in our predictions, and of course, our um, rookie of the year predictions are looking pretty. on point right now all right catch us back in a month when we look at this again uh just very really quickly right now well very soon you guys are listening to this maybe on july 11th and the next day july 12th through the 16th baseball for all nationals are going to be happening in elizabethtown kentucky and so for those of you who have not been paying attention, Baseball for All is organizing girls' baseball, not only across the country, but people are coming in from all sorts of other places. Uh, spectators are welcome. So if you are within driving distance of Elizabethtown, Kentucky, you should get over there because there's free entrance and parking. The National started in 2015, and I believe they took the year off in 2020 like everybody else. But, you know, we're pretty much paralleling them. And we've been, as our podcast has been continuing and growing, we've been able to watch Baseball for All continue and grow. They have 
uh, divisions in uh, 10 and under, 12 and under, 14 and under, 16 and 18. Teams are coming in from all over the U.S. And one thing that we've talked about before is that if you're a player without a team, they find a place for you. Yeah. So even if you have, if you're coming from another country, for example, they'll put you in somewhere. Plus, there is a team from Toronto and a team from Newfoundland involved wow. this time. So it's it's exciting to see them grow every year. And this is kind of, you know, part of the master plan that, you know, build it from the bottom. And then these girls are going to be ready to do cool things at higher levels. But keep an eye out for what's happening at Baseball for All Nationals this week. Very nice. Uh, Police blotter this week. Sounds like I'm just regurgitating news and just inserting a different name because, hey, guess what? A Yankees reliever has been suspended for violating the domestic violence policy. Well, that's better than a starter. This time, this time it's Jimmy Cordero. He has been suspended for the rest of the season, including the postseason, if that's an option for the Yankees for violating the league's domestic abuse policy. The league says... Consistent with the terms of the policy, Cordero will participate in a confidential and comprehensive evaluation and treatment program supervised by the Joint Policy Board. So they're not giving out details of what happened. That's pretty much um, on the down low right now what happened. Aaron Boone actually said a good thing. Uh, Excuse the surprise in my voice. (laughs) He said, as far as bullpen, I wouldn't even say that's secondary. Baseball will deal with that. This is real life. And a much more serious situation that's going on. All right. So good on you, Aaron Boone. He, um, Jimmy Cordero is the third Yankees relief pitcher to be suspended under the domestic violence policy. The first two were Araldus Frickin Chapman and Domingo Herman. Herman was relief? I thought he was a starter. Well, at the time. Oh, wow. Um, he, uh, the players have, the, the team and, the, um, and all their minor league franchises uh, have mandatory sessions regarding domestic violence huh. every year so i i don't know i don't know what's happening there somebody needs to review how yeah, that training is done really. yeah but i i'm 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 pleased with what boone said okay. and and we'll see what happens from here on out all right all right fantasy hey, fantasy we have this fantasy league and it's just like kind of rock solid ish right now at the top still some of the numbers have changed i think we've spread out a little bit throughout yeah. the ranks um we don't have any like current ties i i had moved up to 10 for a little while back to 11 because guess what one of my middle infielders is now oh no hassan kim is now day to day so i again don't have a full team but hey that's not important because i'm way at the bottom the important things are bono's boyfriends is still number one i can't score anymore a suck is still Number two, Save Me Salvi, number three. And all that jazz, number four, the Set It and Forget It Kids, still number five. Um, I don't know that the, the next section has changed that much, but if, I feel like the numbers have spread I think Wicked out. Awesome Team has moved up. So Wicked Awesome Team is Kings. six. Short Kings, number seven. Potty Mouse Posse, number eight. Karen's Not So Awesome Team, number nine. Sunny Slammer's ten. Then me at 11. And the Bada Bingers. Bada Bingers. That's a good, like, 12. You know, but, yeah, so a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of stretching out in between. No more ties. No right. more ties. So, you guys, this is our 299th episode which means next week is 300 and uh patty threw down a challenge last week 
which was to send some donations to Proud to Be in Baseball. If you need to know how to contact them, check our show notes, and we will give you lots of ways to do that. It's also proudtobeinbaseball.org slash donate, which right. is super easy to remember. All right, you got it. You got it. So shout out to Kimberly for being our first donation, and um, let's you know raise our glasses to many more. And if you donate, you are in the running for some cool prize that actually Patty started collecting stuff this week. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a prize package. It'll be just okay. one thing. And so what you need to do to qualify is when you make your donation, please send us a copy of your receipt. It can be for any amount. Mm-hmm. And we'll go over our social media um, links in just a second so you know where you can send that. Um, right. the, the draft is starting today. So um, we're going to report on the results of that next week. There's not much we can say ahead of time because you will have already known things that we can't even possibly guess at right now. It's also the last week of the regular season for the Thunderbolts, which oh. I'm sorry to see that. So I'm hoping they make the the um, the postseason because it's been really fun to announce and to hang out with these guys who are really cool people who, like I said before, feed them, house them, go see their games because so they are going to be the stars of tomorrow. And even if they don't get there, they're having a great time now and it's fun baseball to watch with your family. Oh man, the summer is flying by. And man, if you can't hear it also, we're in the middle of a storm here. Like it just started pouring again. There are worse the places Austin. to be stuck than a bar That's at the airport true. though. So I think That's we're going to end true. up. <laughs> Especially because we don't have to go anywhere besides home after <laughs> this. Right, for sure. Hey, so um, if you can get out to a game this week, I hope you do. Um, we want you to make sure you donate to Proud to Be in Baseball. If you have friends or family who you think might like our podcast, please let them know about us and leave us a rating or review if you get a chance to do that. Our social media is always available to you for the corrections department, for copies of your receipts to donations, for Proud to Be in Baseball, for anything you want to tell us about. Potty Mouth, how do they find us? Let me see if I can get this straight this week. On Twitter, we are NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and Beeball. If you want to write to us directly on uh, the, the Gmail thing, that would be NCIBpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to throw a buck at us a month, that's all that we really ask for a minimum contribution. You can do more if you want, but a dollar to keep us floating, that would be at Patreon, uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash no crying and b-ball shit is it no crying and b-ball i believe it is i think it's i really hope so no crying and b-ball and we will be super appreciative and you will be keeping us afloat and links to these and and all our social media and donation links are in our show notes every week there you go so if i fuck that up just check the show notes. that's exactly what i meant without the vulgarity but okay there's always that So fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Please send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. And I have to have good posture. My mom would be so proud of you with your good posture. All right, good posture and cocktail. I can have my cocktail. I learned both of those things from my mother. (laughs) Good posture and And cocktails. cocktails. Yeah, Manhattan's, even though I'm having an old-fashioned right now, but still. They're they're so related. They're related. Yes, as I am with my mother.